Hi, my name is Brad Lancho. I'm the uh, President and CEO of GoGo Resources. I'm joined here with Jose Carlos Flores this morning, one of our uh, chief uh, technical officers in our company. We trade on the Toronto Stock Exchange under the ticker uh, GGD. Great. Brad, um, nice to meet you. It's our first time that we've met. Yes, good to meet you. Um, hopefully, in due course with this kind of COVID business on the way out, we can meet up in person, perhaps at PDAC or something similar. For sure. Um, um, Brad, Jose Carlos, so glad that you're um, with me today. Um, you've put out a new resource at Los Ricos Norte. Uh, we, we did that um, a month ago. Um, you haven't spoken to Crux about it, I don't think, since then. And I believe you've got 100,000 um, meters of drilling planned for this year. Um, Brad, perhaps you could give us kind of a, an overview of where you are now with the, with, with the exploration program and, and what your plans are for the year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and I guess maybe on the intro there, I should have just given a quick overview of our company too, besides where we trade. Um, really, we're a Mexican-focused uh, team and company and uh, our group and uh, myself, in fact, uh, almost all of my 30 years as, uh, um, in the mining industry, I'm a geologist and, of course, Jose Carlos is here as well. We've uh, focused in Mexico. We, in Gold Gold, has a operating mine in Mexico, the Corral Tailings Retreatment, which has been mining for uh, seven years now and processing and has another seven years of reserves. But on top of that, the real driver company here is Los Ricos. And uh, yes, you're, you're correct, Los Ricos, we um, had a maiden resource in our Los Ricos North project, which is, uh, as in the name, just about uh, 15 kilometers north of our Los Ricos South, where we also have a resource there at uh, Los Ricos South as well. The project we've had since March of 2019, we are advancing it now with, um, uh, we've drilled 150,000 meters so far since then, and we're drilling another 100,000 meters this year. And I think your question was, um, what will that 100,000 meters focus on? Yeah. Um, and um, as it's planned right now, it's gonna be primarily uh, Los Ricos um, North. And, um, and I'll, I'll just, if I can just share the screen for one moment and I'll just give everybody kind of the orientation of where the South and the North are. Yeah, that'd be uh, great. So again, we started here in 2019 in March and um, we, had, we had 29 concessions at that point. So we um, had a good land position in the South where we had uh, what looked like a good ore body there to drill. And we got going uh, there and we drilled 40,000 meters. And there we define uh, this deposit called the main zone in Los Ricos South. Um, now we've been consolidating ground ever since. And in Los Ricos North, we did the most of the consolidation up there. We added a few critical pieces that we needed. And um, then we were in a position to start drilling about uh, 18 months ago and we drilled 100,000 meters. Um, we came out with the resource that we've just uh, published. And uh, you can see that there in front of you. Um, it's a large resource, for, uh, especially for a maiden resource, um, 80, almost 88 million ounces of indicated, in the indicated category, 122 grams, and another 73 million ounces of inferred, and that's at a grade of 111 grams. Almost all of this uh, Merlin is uh, pit constrained, and um, here we at a 29 gram cutoff, you can see what um, with, is within those pits and about 96% uh, of this is within uh, pit constraint. 
So really we're looking at a bulk resource here and uh, that bulk resource, we're really going to expand that we feel uh, with this next hundred thousand meters. And, and I'm sure you know from your experience in the mining industry, you know, there's infill drilling and then there's real expansion drilling. Now these hundred thousand meters, about 80% of that is really focused on expansion of that resource in Las Ricos North. We think we're going to get the best value where we are right now, instead of really just focusing on infill drilling um, to bring that indicated to measure and bring the inferred up to say indicated or measured. We think we want to first show how big this thing can be in the North because we think it's pretty big. It's a big, big mineralized system. You know, the first, the first cut here was 100 and allow me just to, for a moment, just to combine the everything up, but 161 million ounces of um, uh, combined. But uh, we, we think it's going to be a lot bigger than that. And uh, where we think it is going to get a lot bigger. Can you pull up the map of the, of the kind of the main mall bodies? Because um, when I was, so I've, I've got a little sketch right in front of me here and you've got the, um, at Los Ricos North, you've got five main ore bodies. You've got the kind of the El Favor in the kind of the Southeast. And then above it, you've got um, um, Molaloa and Casados and. Yes. Yes. Or, or, Orito and Trini. I think that map's really useful. It's what's interesting is that the, um, the grades at Casados and, and Molaloa seem to be a little bit higher, but I mean, not significantly, but, you know, kind of 20, 30% higher. It, um, are, are these all the same style of geological? I mean, uh, and, sorry, let's, let's, let's go right back. Are we talking about uh, classic uh, Mexican mesothermal vein deposits with low-grade disseminations between the high-grade veins? This is a, a low sulfidation epithermal okay. deposit. And um, what we see here are high-grade veins yep. and with stockwork in between these uh, high-grade parallel veins. Okay. And uh, yeah, and, and where, this, where we are in the uh, system, um, I think we described it as mid-level. We're in the, mostly in the silver gold portion of the system, yep. except for one... Uh, deposit in the whole district, El Arito, which uh, the team feels is an uptrust block. So it uptrusted and then the top was eroded away. And we're looking there more in the uh, silver base metal portion of the epithermal. And that's the one which has got the copper credits and the- that, um, that, That's um, El Arito, yes. That's okay. the oddball whole thing. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry, and just in terms of um, your main um, ore-bearing minerals, I, you know, some of these are epithermals have got some pretty um, fruity uh, um, silver salts and things. You know, what does most of the silver sit in? Where does it lie? And what have you done in terms of petrography and metallurgical test work? And kind of, are you thinking ahead already on kind of how this might be recovered? We are, and uh, in the south, our metallurgy is actually. Uh, we're almost at the pre-feasibility level and we're just finishing up a report on that. So, okay. and then we see um, on an equivalent basis, we see about 90% uh, recovery and in a whole or leaching. So we're talking there about uh, crushing, grinding, and, um, you know, uh, agitated leach and right to a dory bar. That's what in the South. And we see the same pretty, correct me among uh, Jose Carlos, with the exception of El Arito, we see the same mineralogy in the in the north. Yeah, it's exactly the same organization that you can see there. 
the same kind of mineral is possible to see there. And in fact, once the guy, when we get there to the places about it, is exactly the same visually. And, then, and with the analysis, we see the same grade also. A little lower, but the same grade. Yeah, a little lower, maybe a little wider zones and a little less strip ratio in the north. Yes. Which makes up a little bit of the difference for the, the grade. But um, as far as the silver minerals that we see in both the south and the north, argentite. Um, Acantite also. Yeah. And the Acantite, both, both. The Acantite also put you in the, in the upper levels also. So it's the kind of mineral that, that you can see there. Yeah. And so, so, so Los Ricos South is also the, it, it's the same epithermal, you know, roughly at the same kind of height as you are in Los Ricos Norte. Same. And the, uh, it, it seems to me that one of the key exploration tools you've had in the past has been the old workings. I mean, I can see them on the maps, you know, the old, the old, um, um, the crossed pick and shovel, um, marking the addits and the old timer stuff. Um, how much do you rely on that? And do you kind of, work out from the old old workings or have you done kind of regional mapping and alteration mapping and do you are you, are you working outwards in or are you working inwards out or a combination of the two kind of i just want to understand your kind of geological thinking on this yeah i, I would i'd say a bit of both and and you're you're right on that you know like you know the old adage the best place to look for war is under the head frame but yeah. uh and we we've done that but we've also had brand new discoveries in areas that were not mined and um, we, yes, we've definitely moved out from where they have mined. Another notable thing is that all their mining in the past was, was uh, very focused on, um, you know, narrow, narrow vein, and um, they didn't give much um, attention to the disseminated zone uh, outside of the narrow vein. So, um, you know, we look at it more in the bulk sense. Um, and, and that's why we, we can open pit these. And even the remnant, you know, if you look at in the south around, um, it's called the Alabra in the main zone, you know, there were some pretty big scopes there, of course, which we've taken out of the block model. And we had very good, good underground plans for those. But it's a great way now because the grade is there to remnant mine around those old scopes because there is a very, very good halo there. And uh, it's given us grade, by the way, in the south, um, you know, the grade there, is um, and I know we're a silver company, even though we have the name Gold Gold, which is a little confusing, but it is what it is. Um, we are, I all of us still think a lot in, in gold equipment, yeah. I, yeah, I, I it, when I've been doing most research for this, I've, I've just had my calculator out and I've just been back calculating into gold just to kind of calibrate and then I put it forwards into silver again, yes, exactly. So if you look at the south, it's, it's a two ground plus two ground open pit in gold equivalent terms. And, and that's something that, you know, anywhere in the world has a high probability of getting built, but especially in, you know, Mexico where the costs are a bit lower. But uh, I, just one more point to your question there. In the North, yes, we have done the first pass metallurgy. It's, it's first pass, it's not optimized, but we're seeing um, very similar to our first pass that we saw in the street of South, about 90% recovery uh, an equivalent base for gold silver. And um, with the one exception, of course, El Arito. That's, uh, that's different metallurgy and, and, you know, but there's almost 40 million ounces there. So there's enough there that it'll, it could warrant having a, a separate uh, flotation cells in, you know, a combined processing facility. Um, and what we've done there so far is really, really first pass. What we've done is just a um, 
a con, see how much of the sulfide reports to a, um, a con in a rougher con. And, and that's, that's, as you know, that's your first pass kind of flotation work in plus 90% of the sulfide reports to the, and not plus 90% of the metal reports to that rougher con. Now we have to do the, the cleaners and the scrubbers and, and, and take that concentrate to, uh, you know, a better saleable concentrate. And that's the next phase in your, you know, kind of your flotation metallurgy and the, that, that's all. Everything else in the north, we think it'll be, at this early stage, it looks like the south, it'll be whole ore leaching and uh, right to Dore Park. When you say whole ore leaching, as in um, you, you're going to crush and leach in um, CIL tanks or the kind of equivalents, you're not, you're not talking about heat leaching, you're talking about... No, no, um, what were the flow sheet in the south at the PEA level would be uh, uh, crushing, sag mill, grinding, then into uh, CCD or countercurrent decantation. Decantation, yeah. Yeah, and then um, that uh, uh, rich solution would be high in silver and, and gold, and um, then that would go to a Merle Pro because of the silver content. Of course, instead, of course. Yeah, instead of carbon. Um, I'm so unused to silver um, processing. <laughs> Forgive yeah, me. Well, we're, well, we're uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, almost an adopted Mexican, but uh, <laughs> all of the Mexicans here they, they think silver is always almost always more appropriate. Yeah. Before we get onto the uh, just going back to the geology, what what particularly interests me is the grade between the structures. You know, in the stockwork zones, what's that kind of background grade? So your your, your the bulk of your material is, is grading what? Yeah, so, um, and I, I know where, you, you know where you're going with that. Are you really just smearing out high grade into nothing? And, and uh, no, we're not. If you look um, typically between the veins, we're looking at grades of probably, what, uh, 70 grams silver? To, yeah, 200 for sure. Is it, is it, you, you need to imagine a big system. I know that usually people think about the, the main vein with the stoneware and the, the stoneware and vein will be a lower grade, but in this case, it's a, it's a big system where the vein is hosting a good grade and the stoneware is also almost in the same amount of, of grade. So when we model this, it's a viable to model the complete zone going through, and you can chase all that and through all the, the possible. So the, the, the grade is still the same, almost the same grade in the both zone. And what, what we have what we have here is we've used uh, a 0.29 or 29 gram silver equivalent uh, cutoff. Yep. Uh, Which 29. is, was that 0.4 of a gram gold or um, 0.3? But the, uh, that's, if we've done another sensitivity analysis on that, and um, I think you, just one moment, I'll just show you that for a second. It's kind of a, a good one to uh, look at here. We just share the screen for one moment again. Now, we what we did in the north as well is we used our costing that we're, um, have de developed for the PEA in the south. Yep. In fact, we updated it a bit with our actual work we're doing in the pre-feasibility study now. Yep. So and make it a little bit tighter, but um, it did as a as a cutoff. There was a 29 grams silver equivalent that still met cutoff, and um, and some of that uh, you would think of uh, what I like to describe as a lip of the pit decision. 
Because if you think of these open pits, and, and let me back up for one second here, and host Carlos, you can you can help me out here, but you know, we think of some areas where we'll have uh, just fabulous grades over you know eight meters or plus a kilo. You can think of some of the others that we would have had there, but big grades with um, you know uh, big numbers, but then in between, you know, to still have that. And again, kind of in um, in gold equivalent, you know, have your 0.4, you know, 0.7 grams. Well, you want to get that eight meters of a kilo, right? Yeah. That's is is making tons and tons of money. Yep. And you could go underground and mine it. But what we really look at is, you know, we look at the trade-off. We we have a good idea of the underground mining costs from the south and from our experience in Mexico. And then it's just a trade-off. We say, well, no, it's still much better to go down to this, this depth, open pitting, and and then you you're moving rock. And when you get to the edge of the, the top of the pit, you know, you say, well, how many dollars would this ton make me? Maybe it goes to a low-grade stockpile for the end of the mine life, or maybe it goes to to the mill then, you know, because it it makes you decent money, you know, good yeah. money. And maybe it makes you tons of money, like your kilo stuff. But we have the advantage that our very high grade lives in a sea of moderate grade. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, can you tell me, I, I, I really like the fact that so much of that resource falls into your open pit and that you've got the, um, you've got those modifying factors, those classic modifying factors from your PEA down south to kind of inform your pit decision or your, your resource calculation for that for that northern area. Um, what do you see in terms of kind of rock hardness and um, the, the, the nature of the stock working? Is there a, uh, a sulfide tr- transition? Is there an oxide tr- sulfide um, transition, kind of a depth of weathering? Um, and, you know, how hard is the rock? Yeah, so our work in the south has showed uh, a moderate for hardness um, and, and uh, a bit more on the abrasive side, though. You know, uh, and we've seen that, uh, for example, we both worked in, you know, I, I started the Ocampo project that was one of our big mines, and Jose Carlos worked there as well. And that was a, pretty similar to that. You know, we're in an andesite, a volcanic andesite, and uh, not not so hard, like a moderate on the hardness, um, and uh, but the abrasion is a little more, but you know, that's all been worked into our processing costs in Las Ricas South. And what we see there is a total processing cost of about $16 a ton. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to, you know, these may seem like obvious questions to you, but it takes me a while to understand um, how these things fit together. Um, I'm beginning to understand how the, the, the resource in the South is informing your work in the resource in the North and how useful it is having that, uh, resource there um, that at, at a further, at more advanced stage of work. And when you go, I mean, it seems to me that with the commitment to another 100,000 metres of drilling, of which four-fifths is going into expansion drilling, really what it seems to me is the company strategy is trying to right-size the resource here. You want to, it feels to me that what you're trying to do is trying to understand the kind of the the global scale and potential for your land holding in this area. So, am I right? Yeah, and, and and that goes, you know, that question is, I guess, a little bit corporate strategy and a little bit technical, right? Um, and and why I say that is because it depends what size company you are. There's 15 kilometers between these two deposits. 
And you're exactly right. You know, we're doing advanced engineering in the South right now. And that helps us with our view of the North. And we look at the North and uh, with the 100,000 meters of drilling out there. And, you know, we had some concern in that the market would perceive that when we put out that big resource up there that, well, they found it, that's it. Now they're going to do infill or, you know, whatever. And, and it's more that we told our shareholders, and we have a lot of you know, big institutional shareholders, we said, when we get to the first 100,000 meters, we're going to tell you where we are, give you a number, give the market a number. In no means, and we tried to stress this, that did not mean that we run out of potential in the north at all. Um, so that's the 100,000 is going to be, again, about 80% expansion on that in the north, or 20% infill. And, um, you know, when you look at the deposit and you say, so we're trying to get an idea of the scope, mostly in the north, we're trying to see how big that can be. In the south, we're saying, we've got this, and we can do a pre-feasibility, we're well advanced in that right now. Um, and for a gold goal, this work goes in the corporate strategy, for a gold goal, build something that along with Corral, we're a mid-tier generating plus 10 million ounces of silver equivalent a year, generating plus $100 million a year US and free cash flow. Not bad for a mid-tier. It's a capex that we can very easily handle, 125 million. We've got about 60 million US cash in the bank right now, no debt. And, and then we're still in the north. We're, we're building the big scale up there. Like I, I really feel that, and this is arm waving it. This is not the technical bread, this is the arm waving bread, a little bit of technical here too. I, I think in the north, it's gonna get, uh, you know, potential. And I, you know, you know what I mean by expiration potential. Yeah, oh, it's a know, target. Yeah, it's, you know, it, this is gonna push 300 million, I think in the north. So, well, okay, let's, uh, just hold, let's just hold that thought for a moment because what, what should really happen if you've got these two things which are 15 kilometers apart, you should, there should be one mine built which, that's right-sized for the potential for the area. You're exactly right on that. And there again, you go back to the corporate strategy and what are we, you know, yeah. we're, um, you know, we're a mid-tier. Now, there's another reason for showing obvious, and this is a little corporate strategy too, for showing the big size of this district. Yeah. Right. Um, this is a this is a district, and, and this is this is a, exactly this is a district, and this is a district that probably should be in the pipeline in one of those major miners. It's that type of district, and I'm not here to wave the you know flag. Ah, oh, we're going to be bought up. We're going to be bought up. That controls on somebody else's border, not ours, right? Yeah. And what our control is: do we get a fair price for our shareholders? And how you get a fair price, and the is is to show the size of the whole thing. That's why 2022. We'll be growing this and uh, we'll continue to do engineering on that deposit in the south because 2023 gets here and then it's time to make a construction decision and build the first piece. Now, you're right. And there's, you know, they're 15 kilometers apart, have one processing uh, facility instead of uh, 5,000 ton a day mill as it's planned in the south right now, really have a 15 or 20,000 ton a day mill and, and be producing Again, in, in kind of your gold equivalent terms, something 300,000, 400,000. That fits in any one of those majors. Absolutely. And, and something plus 10-year mine life. So that's, we want to show the size of the whole district. So we have that option open to the gold, gold investors that maybe that great offer comes. 
And at the same time, in parallel track, we want to be advancing Los Ricos South because $125 million CapEx is nothing for us. We've, we've done hundreds of millions of dollars of debt deals in the past, and we've raised well over a billion dollars of equity in, in, in my career. So we can do that. Um, you know, the, maybe the bigger one's a little bit of a, a bigger bite for a, a global. Never say never, but, uh, you know, that's kind of our corporate strategy right now. But we're going to keep all the options open, especially in 2022. Thank you. I, that adds a lot of clarity for me. Um, one question then is that if you're going to be putting 100,000 metres into, uh, let's call it four-fifths, 80,000 metres into expansion, um, in the north, you're going to want to. The, the, the slight paradox is that typically, when you start in an area, you start on your best areas where it's easiest for you to see the quick results, and your exploration results are um, rewarding right at the beginning. So, and you've had a you've had a very rewarding uh, eighteen months on this on on Los Ricos Norte. So now you've got to really apply your geological brain, start thinking about structure, start thinking about kind of the geological systems. Um, kind of the mineral endowment of the region and to, to, to for the strategy of exploration to really fly and take off in 2022, you're going to need to, the geologists are going to have to earn their keep and they're going to, you're going to have to get the brain cells working and target with um, a, a little touch of genius. And I wondered what you can show me, um, tantalize, We'll show you a, a couple things here. And one, one is a cross section, and that's that's good to show you what we mean about uh, that cross section you had up there first. Yeah, it's both. Yeah, we'll there, both. there we go. Can you, you can see that there. Yeah, yeah, great. Okay, so there on the right, um, there's, you know, back to your question about cross section, uh, there's with topography, there's uh, one of our cross sections through here. And you can see what we mean with the very high grade. And you can see the just if you'd measure the width of a bench across here, what's it, Carlos? Yeah, across there. What do you show that there? Uh, 80 meters. 80 meters. Like this is, you can see in the, in the south, the average width of the ore body was 18. It's a little bit narrower, a little bit higher grade, but that's what I mentioned earlier about, yes, this is a, a bit lower grade in the north, and it's a very good point. I know we're getting off track here a little bit, but a very good point. Like, I don't want people to think that Hey, you know, the grade in the north is um, in the in the pit constraint is 122. Is that good? Well, first of all, that's um, like 1.6, 1.7 grams gold equivalent. And in 80 meter to 100 meter wide benches, and you can see from topography there, the strip ratio looks yeah. pretty good. We're not, yeah. you know, you're not supposed to publish your strip ratio in these kind of test of reasonable expectation pits for a resource, but it's it's, we can say that it's, it's much better strip ratio in the north. Anyway, um, we talked about how do I rotate this? Okay, as with the scroll, push the scroll, staying this way, please. And then with the scroll, push it and mm -hmm. turn. Now, at the end of the program there, the guys discovered, and when I say the end of the program, not the right terms, um, at the the cutoff, the, the data cutoff. That's right. At the data cutoff, the guy guys discovered something, and the east starts right about here, doesn't it? Right about here. Yep. And we found this with geophysics, right? So if you see my cursor going right there, yeah. And we 
found with geophysics that we did on on the Western, you know, like you were saying, you know, a known part of the ore body where we say, hey, there, there's workings there. And um, and there was 10 drill holes there. So that was an easy place to start. We knew we had something there. Um, so we drilled in there in the first, you know, 90 drill holes. And uh, in Alpha Board, we ended up, what we wanted to end up with was a nice, you know, ore body over there. And then we're trying geophysics and we're not, we're having in the past been big uh, users of geophysics because we've dealt mostly in low sulfidation epithermal systems, you know, with not a lot of calcopyrite in them, you know, as far as conductivity. But yep. we tried IP on this and the known part of alpha war showed up really well. You know, we great correlation, right? And then we said, okay, let's keep on going to the east because we knew there was just some very, very small prospecting workings out there. And we ended up, well, there's, you know, the block model on it. And uh, we ended up with this. Now, that was very close to data cutoff. And the issue is that we didn't have, yeah, you can kind of see there. I hope you can. Here's our block model. Yep. And, and for viewers who don't know what the, kind of not familiar with that term, a block model is where you take the drill data you have. And through mathematical algorithms, and um, in this case, um, IDW's, IDW squared, a mathematical formula, and you take the data points and you extrapolate and you estimate, you know, what um, that could look like. And, and this is in a third category, okay? But to drill this in a, to put some drill holes in this in a hurry, because we're up against that data cutoff point and we were delayed our resource for about six to eight weeks. There was a road that ran right across a long strike along this for about um, 800 or no, 900 meters. Yeah, right, right here. You can see those collars there of the drill holes, the top of the drill holes. Yep. The issue is it was easy to get the holes in, but we need up dip drilling. Because even an inferred category where we end up intersecting the ore body there. Um, was a long way from surface, you know, 150 meters from surface. And yep. the infer didn't take us to surface. So if the infer didn't take us to surface, when we did that, what you call like a reasonable expectation pit in the, in the, um, in the first resource study, we have this big gap of waste, what's classified as waste, between the top of our block model and surface. Well, we know that it goes to surface. We see it on surface. So all we're doing there to add, you know, the next 15, 20 million ounces, just up dip drilling. Yeah. Yeah, so nice. We know the there, so it's just up dip drilling. So that's that's dirt simple, this one here. Right. And now and just to the southeast of this block model, we have a few other geophysical targets. I mean, in fact, they were just um, hit by the very bottom of some of these deeper drill holes, um, those geophysical targets, and we got some good hits there. And, and we have to get over a little bit closer to those and drill the update part of those as well. So Alpha Bore East is gonna play a lot into the uh, ounce expansion here in this next 100,000 meters. And then we have another area called uh, Gran Cabera. Now, Gran Cabera, and let me back up for a second here, Alpha Bore, especially the eastern part of this and 
you know, take a look at some of the great stuff in the, or sort of the Western part of this. We had 10 girls, but we saw that expiration potential because we saw, um, you know, big structures, good sampling on the surface, like really good sampling. And those 10 drill holes for, were from another junior from back around 2000. Yep. And they were not that good of results. And they walked away from this. Now what Jose Carlos and the team realized, because the core was still existing and they looked at the reports, that they were only getting about 25% core recovery in the drill holes. So um, these guys went in, they, they've got a lot of experience in broken rock, you know, drilling it, and they use a triple tube setup, right? And uh, we were able to get, what, plus 80%, 85? 85 to 88. 85 recovery on the core. And you normally find that the core recovery drops in the high grade zone because that's where the most fluid has been. The rock is the most chewed up. Exactly. So we ended up getting good recovery, good samples, drilling 90 holes, and finding a large ore body in the half of this to the west that other people knew about, that we knew about, that we we're getting good samples on the surface. And then doing that geophysics found the west or the eastern extension of it. And that's how we have the alpha war body. And how many ounces in total in alpha war? 58 million? 58. 58 million ounces in um, total in alpha war. And we're going to add, I think we're going to add 15 to 20 million more here uh, shortly. But I have a point here. I have a point here. Um, my point is this. And Steve, if you would share for a moment my screen again. Okay. This very bright map here is where we started everything in, in Los Ricos North, along with a few very um, uh, 10 holes in Alpha War. We had um, our Trini, we had 50 holes. And um, and there's where we came up with that 100 and, you know, about eight, uh, 80, 90 million indicated, another 70 million inferred ounces. And if you can see this, um, there are the, the block models are in black there to the south. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there are eight, uh, these ones here. That's where we found all of those. And um, there's another big area up here. And if you can describe, Jose Carlos, what the guys have been doing up there over the last five months. Well, in the last five months, the guys have started to find the same trend that we found in El Favor. It's a very good continuity of the, of the same decision type and also the same kind of rock. So we still see the same package and the same system. And this, that's why we say about the, we didn't have a big district here because at least we found the first 700 meters of the structure. Talking about the some of the main structure of uh, maybe 12 to 50 meters with a halo of stormwater getting up until 30 meters wide. And everything with the same position, same grade, same attitude. And that's that's right in this part here, isn't it? Yes, just that part. And then we have some cover, and then we have another area here. We haven't done as much mapping, but there you're getting some some good values and yes. seeing some width over there as well. Yes. And and that all combined is over fifteen hundred meters. It's from a starting point. We we don't have drill holes up there. We started in Alpha War with ten drill holes. But what we have are some old underground workings mm -hmm. that we that um, have some sampling on them that give us good indication. Uh, they're not extensive workings, 
Um, but we also have a lot of our own surface sampling that gives us real good indication. And we just started literally yesterday uh, with the first drill hole into Grand Cabrera. So it looks to us like something like El Favor and almost the same data points that we started El Favor on. And we'll be doing geophysics there as well over the next kind of two months. And um, we'll be doing a lot of the drilling focus up there. So I think we got a lot of still easy ounces to find up there. And, and, and you know what, I, these, these ounces we've found so far, and I think El Grand Cabrera will be the same. They're not your traditional, I mean, these pretty easy exploration when you say, how would you describe it? <laughs> well, no, easy or never, but it's, it's very like a, a typical, a typical deposit, typical zone. I, I will say that we're going to repeat it for more out there. Easy for me because I'm sitting in the office and there are the boots on the ground. I call it easy. <laughs> Good. Um, so well, but easy also in the way that he's right there is, is a big district. This legacy map that you, you, you tell it before about it, a lot of hammers around all the place. When we saw that and we go, the, the team go to the place and start to find all the space, we say, it's huge, it's in, and we're just testing all this time. Yeah, that, that map came from 1916. It was a, and that was our kind of base map we started with, with all these, more than a hundred of these prospects and uh, old little mines. Yep. And um, that, that's when this district was in its heyday. So the guys went out, the first thing they did was tra start tracking down all those uh, hammers on the map. And that was a great starting point. Gentlemen, thank you so much. I've got a, a much better understanding of this. Um, I look forward to seeing the news releases through the course of the year. Really, essentially, success looks like um, showing the potential of the district, really, doesn't it? It, it, it? You're not quite a double, but showing that potentially you could, you could get a double there. Uh, from what your first maiden resource, that you're kind of halfway through the process, and that there's a lot to play for in the area. That's to what I'm hearing is, is success in the area. Is, it, it, is that fair? Yeah, no, yes. success here. I'd like to just point out really quickly one more thing. Um, we have been doing a lot of work, uh, surface work in Las Ricos South in our Jamaica plane, which is an extension of where we have our PEA. Yeah. But we're going to be doing, there's, you know, we started with 29 concessions, we're up to 44. There's probably a little bit more consolidation to come, and it would be in the vicinity of our PEA in the south if that happens. Nothing's done until it's done. But, you know, we see great opportunities in 2022 to really impact our uh, much further advanced um, Las Ricos South, uh, advanced as far as engineering. So obviously down there where we all already have the initial design for a PEA pit, work on pre-feasibility. If we can add a bunch more open pit ounces down there, that really impacts your net present value of that deposit. So we'll we'll see what happens there, but we're we're working on things there to see if we can get some more consolidation done and find some more open pit tons. Understood, and thank you very much. And I look forward to getting another update in, in due course during the year. For sure, that's great. And we appreciate your interest and uh, thank you. Thank you.